Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm Aziza, and welcome to episode number nine of Hot Tea. Today's episode is going to be intellectually and spiritually heavy, and particularly uncomfortable for some. However, it's necessary to get this information out to as many people as possible who are willing and ready to listen. It's the year 2020, and it's been an eventful year, to say the least. This should be the year of clarity, 2020 vision, both spiritually and intellectually. I have a very special guest to break it all down, Dr. Fayez Kirsten. Dr. Kirsten is a medical doctor, business graduate, health and wellness expert, author, researcher, and radio host. Dr. Kirsten's areas of expertise include individual, organizational health, wellness and performance, alternative medicine, banking and finance, and natural law. He is the founder and director of Health and Wellness Performance Institute and Natural Cancer Cures. Dr. Kirsten, assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Aziza. And jazakullah khairan for having me. I appreciate it. Wayak, thank you for your time. That's appreciated. So, Dr. Kirsten, can you please give us a little more information about your about your background? Well, as you mentioned, I'm a medical doctor. I also have a uh, postgraduate qualification in business administration, uh, which I obtained from the University of Cape Town Graduate School of Business. Um, in 1999, uh, but my medical qualification was obtained from the University of Natal in uh, another province of South Africa, KwaZulu Natal, as they call it now. So yes, that's my background. I was in general practice for quite a few years here in Cape Town after qualifying in Durban. Then went on to Port Elizabeth for a year, which is another city in Cape Town. I mean, sorry, in South Africa, and then where I was actually born. And then came on to Cape Town where I went into general practice for almost 10 years. Uh, then left practice, uh, joined a corporation which really turned my life around. <laughs> uh, it was a really bad experience, but you know, I learned a lot from there and actually gained actually much more than what I lost from that experience or from making that decision. And then uh, went in, to live in Ireland for a while, uh, came back with some business consulting. And then went into working from an emergency for a few years here in Cape Town. And then started my institute, um, which I was trying to basically change the paradigm of healthcare delivery in the primary healthcare sector, private, you know, primary healthcare sector here in South Africa. Not an easy task, very difficult task because of the paradigm that people are living by with respect to health and wellness, you know. So there's a lot of, um, you can call it mind control, the way people's belief systems have been programmed over the years. Um, and they really think that the current healthcare system is the only one and the best one, which is you know, the furthest from the truth, quite honestly. But we can get into that if you like, yeah. So that is my background. Um, yeah, I did a lot of research, actually, uh, because of that experience. You know, I'd always wondered about what, what is causing this global health crisis. But when I went into this company, you know, that it was such a bad experience. Um, and after the legal battle, you know, which I won hands down, although I wasn't paid out what I was due, um, I'd written a sort of a research quiz because I was very interested in, in researching leadership from a biological perspective. My thesis was uh, the effect of mergers and acquisitions on organizational culture, climate, and financial performance. And strangely enough, uh, the organization I found myself in, you know, a extremely, extremely dysfunctional culture. That was very interesting to me. And obviously, culture is a reflection of leadership. So when I left that company, I went on a research quest to research leadership from a biological perspective and something triggered in my mind, you know, and I had been, I just went on a research quest after that because what I discovered from that specific research area was so it was so amazing that it triggered um, something happened in my mind and I just went on this massive research quest and I'm still basically researching up until today. So I've researched many fields over the years and I'm sort of obviously nobody knows everything, but I've been able to connect the dots, you know, and you know, what we what we're experiencing today, you know, obviously um, I've been talking about for many years, although many people didn't believe me. Uh, but when the lockdown happened, uh, I got a lot of phone calls. I say, oh my gosh, Dr. Kirsten, you're right, you're right. How did you know all these things? 
I said, well, I've been researching and it's not too difficult because the guys who are perpetrating this evil and actually tell you what they're going to do. So if you're looking out for what the signs that they put out there, you'll know exactly what, what they're going to do. So even right now, they've got this on the World Economic Forum website. They've got, they've laid out the plans, you know, for, for the future. So if you're really interested in knowing what's going to happen in the future, just go to the World Economic Forum website to the global reset, the great reset, they call it. And you'll find the, everything laid out, what these globalists have in mind for humanity for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They've laid it out in meticulous detail. Each topic goes more than 200 layers deep. So uh, nobody can really claim ignorance, you know, in the age of information, information age, because um, it's all out there. And the people sort of uh, perpetrating the evil, unfolding the globalist agenda, they really tell you what they're going to do. So that's how I knew. <laughs> but many people really didn't really believe it. So, but the lockdown really opened up a lot of people's eyes. But honestly, yeah. So when you went on this research quest, how did you come to these conclusions? What kinds of things were you researching? Because a lot of people would want to know, how do you get from, they don't see the connection here. How do you get from researching global health crisis to these different economic and social implications? Well, I was always interested in why we have this global health crisis. Even as a medical student, the first day I walked into the teaching hospital on my first day of clinical teaching, I was quite amazed, you know, uh, at all the sick people that were in that hospital. I mean, this place was overflowing with sick people. Obviously, it was a teaching hospital, but I was a young student, uh, quite naive, and, you know, seeing all these sick people lying on beds, not only on beds, but under beds and down passageways on the floor. <laughs> I was like, wow, this hospital is really full of sick people. I'm always, I always had a curious mind. And I always ask myself, why, why, why are there so many sick people in this hospital? And then I obviously discovered there's sick people in all of most hospitals and around the world, actually. So I always ask myself, what's the, what's the cause of this? What's really causing this? And I really didn't find the answer. Even when I went into practice, I was really busy. Um, I just didn't get the answer. I sort of had an idea in my, in my own ongoing, you know, sort of readings and my own experiences, but it, I wasn't really convinced that was the answer until I went to the business school. And that's where I really found the root cause of why we have a global health crisis. Um, and then when I studied leadership from a biological perspective, I obviously uh, went into the subconscious mind researching that. Uh, and I had done some work on the subconscious as a medical student, obviously I did psychology and uh, psychiatry, but going deeper into the subconscious, you know, that really opened my eyes, you know, um, and explained a lot of things to me, why we actually find ourselves in the situation we find ourselves today, not only from a global health crisis perspective, because it was really just the, the way the commercial system is structured, that was one of the root causes, the corporate system, and the subconscious mind of, 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 of both humanity as a whole. Oh, I would say uh, humanity or the masses and the elite. The elite are obviously human beings, the globalists running this unfolding evil agenda. Uh, they have a subconscious also, but they have a different set of beliefs. And in fact, I came to the conclusion, well, you know, based on my readings and what other people are saying, and that, that we should divide humanity into two, two subspecies or two different species. So I, I said, yeah, perhaps that's a very good idea. So I came, I came to this classification that you should divide humanity into the empathic humans, so human beings who have empathy, and then the psychopathic, who have no empathy. So those who have empathy, and the level of empathy will obviously differ, and that will that'll determine emotional intelligence together with other emotional competencies. But empathy is a very, very big one. So you can have a low level of empathy, but as long as you have some level of empathy, you are an empathic human being. Okay? You may have a little bit of empathy, or you may have a lot of empathy, but you will still be an empathic human being. But if you have no empathy, like the psychopaths running the world, then you obviously, I think, a different kind of human being. You're not really the same as a person who is empathic. So, yeah, so uh, so that's the root cause, really, is the subconscious mind of both the humans, the empathic humans and the psychopathic humans. Okay, And then the, the way the system is structured, the commercial system, the corporate system, that's the root cause also. So I would say there's two root causes for the for for the mess the world finds itself in from a global health crisis perspective and all the other crises, whether it's economic, psychological. I mean, the health crisis is not just a physical health crisis and not just the biology of people that's affected, 
people are physically sick, but people are psychologically also not well. So it's a crisis. And sociologically also, I would say, um, so relationships are, are basically people have difficulty with that. And then also spiritually, there's a spiritual crisis because people are not connected any longer or as connected as what they should be to the Creator. And many people are atheists today. Many people are more Satanists, you know. So that connection has been broken. And so all aspects of humanity, or our being rather, I would say, is um, being impacted upon or being attacked. Okay, uh, we can go a bit more into that later if you like. So I went into the subconscious, and as I said, something happened in my mind, and I just got interested in many other subjects. So I started researching goal achievement. I started researching uh, what's it? Um, well, I had done my research on organizational culture, um, the subconscious leadership, uh, optimal health and wellness. So many, and then I went into the globalist agenda itself, you know. And so I researched all the aspects, many aspects of that of that field. And so basically, that's to answer your question. That's how I sort of uh, branched out to the different fields because I, I was just fascinated with what I was discovering. And so now I could connect the dots. Obviously, nobody knows everything. And so, but I mean, from what I know, I could connect the dots and things started making a lot of sense to me. So I could understand why we are experiencing what we're experiencing in the world today. So that's really, yeah, I think I don't know if I answered your question though. No, thank you. That was very thorough. So this is a rhetorical question between you and I, but for anyone listening, so are you saying that the things that are happening or have happened globally were not natural occurrences? Are you saying that they were orchestrated? I'm not trying to lead you into an answer, but I'm just curious. No, no, no. It's not a sort of like you think that you know, what you're saying is is it a chance occurrence? Is it just sort of something that's happening by random occurrence, mm-hmm. random yes. occurrence? No, I wouldn't say that. I think it's basically planned, absolutely planned. I think it basically started from the time you know human beings were created. That's I think this whole conspiracy. So it's really a conspiracy, which is a plan to cause harm. You know, that's a conspiracy. A lot of people. I was accused of being a conspiracy theorist a couple of times, so I had to come back with a, with a response. And I can explain that to you later on what my response is to people who say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but there is a conspiracy, so there is a real plan to uh, control humanity right down to every aspect of, human, of a human being's life. So there's a plan to basically catalog and control everything on the planet, including human beings, everything about the human being's life and everything not related to their lives, everything, that's the agenda. Agenda 2030, whatever you want to call it, they give it different names, globalist agenda. It's an agenda to control every single thing on the planet and every aspect of every human being's life. So it's a plan, it's an orchestrated plan, which has come about, I think, from the time human beings were created. But, you know, um, then the the, uh, the first human being, that'd be Adam, you know, Adam, and then his children, Cain and Abel, um, and Cain killing Abel. And, uh, but if you really want to sort of pinpoint it, I think you, you, you can go back to Babylon mm. where people learned magic, you know, where the angels came down and taught people magic and said they shouldn't learn it. But if they do, you know, they're basically exchanging this life for the often. And, uh, some people decided they would want to learn it. And so they learned magic. They learned how to penetrate the, the dimensional barrier, the interdimensional barrier, and sit down with the non-human entities, the jinn, as we call them, and they learn basically how to then work with the jinn, called the magic, you know, to control other human beings and gain power over them. So that's how these people have managed to reach the advanced stage that they have reached today um, in what we call the globalist agenda, because they have this advantage over us in that they are working with entities that we can't see. But we are fully, obviously fully aware of them from an Islamic perspective. Because uh, Quran tells us about the jinn, um, the good jinn and the bad jinn. And uh, so these people are working with the jinn. But obviously, you know, if you are connected with Allah and he's on your side and he's helping you, then they have no power over you. Um, and more power lies with the Almighty anyway, you know. So, uh, so, but there's a constant attack, constant attack by human, human, human shaitans, the evil humans, and the jinn shaitan, you know, the, the non, the non-human entities working with these evil humans. 
and um, they're constantly attacking humanity. All aspects of your being is under attack. Like we mentioned, your biology is under attack. That's why you have a global health crisis from a biological perspective. They, they attack your mind, so you have a psychological health crisis. They attack your relationships, your sociology, so they're breaking up the family now. One of the goals of the New World Order is to break up the family unit. And they attack your spirituality, so people are not as spiritual as what they should be. And this is a spiritual warfare, it's a psycho-spiritual warfare. So if you are spiritually weak, psychologically weak, then um, you're open to uh, defeat. And I think most of humanity has been defeated already, and, uh, and God knows best, Allah knows best. But uh, that's basically what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a serious enemy who's launching serious weapons at us, and these are silent weapons largely. Obviously, you have hot wars where there's real wars happening, people have been killed with, with real uh, uh, weapons that you can see. But most of the weapons they're throwing at us today are weapons you can't really see. These are silent weapons. And they produced a document called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. So largely it's a quiet war. People are dying and you think they're dying from cancer naturally or they're dying from um, a heart attack or a stroke. These are just natural occurrences. But oftentimes it's actually weapons that have been launched at them, which a lot of people are not aware of the technology that is available to these uh, evil diabolical minds. So as a doctor, uh, I mean, I had a patient the other day, uh, actually the wife of a patient, and she said to me, Doctor, my, my husband has a, he a clot in his leg, a deep vein thrombosis, and it shot up to his lungs, and he went to his lung at a, what called a pulmonary embolism, and the specialists uh, put him on a blood thinning agent. So I said to her, what is the cause of it? What did the specialist say is the cause? She said, yes, he did. She did ask the specialist what caused it, but the specialist said, doesn't know. And he just put him on this blood medication, right? So obviously I do, I, I moved out of allopathic medicine because uh, I realized the evil nature of it, where it comes from, and who conjured it up, basically. <laughs> and so I moved out of allopathic medicine and I practice root cause medicine today, coupled with empowerment, what I call it, empowerment programs. But anyway, so this specialist didn't actually do what we call an environmental assessment to try and determine that what is the root cause of this person's blood clotting. And this person is actually an electrician who works in, uh, um, in electromagnetic fields all the time. And the studies show that being exposed to electromagnetic energy or radiation on, a, on a, an ongoing basis can cause your blood to clot. So, I mean, if, the, if we had done that assessment, we would have advised this person just stop doing this work. But electromagnetic radiation is now everywhere. It's coming from cell phone towers, from satellites, from their own cell phone. And a lot of these, these weapons that they launch at us, you know, directly, those are called targeted uh, individuals. They use these specific weapons, but also the whole of humanity is now a targeted audience, really. You know, it's not just individuals that have been isolated and identified because they fit to the situation the system, but the whole of humanity, you can call it a target, targeted audience. And electromagnetic radiation, electromagnetic weapons are one of the major weapons that are being used on humanity. So people are dying a lot. They're dying. A lot of people are dying. And even with this COVID crisis, they say it's the virus that's killing people, but there are actually no studies which prove the claims that are being made by government and their scientific advisors that the virus is actually causing these things. You may be aware of the fact that uh, people get clots when they have COVID-19, they, they, they have blood clots, they develop diabetes, and they develop, uh, I think they bleed also, um, and they develop hypoxia, which is like oxygen starvation, and they, and the spirit, and the so-called gurus, the scientists, the government advisors and the World Health Organization and governments are all claiming that these are things are caused by the virus, the, the, the COVID-19 or the SARS-CoV-2 virus. But I can't find any studies to prove this. There are no studies proving that the virus causes diabetes, that the virus causes blood clotting, that the virus causes uh, bleeding, that the virus causes hypoxia, that the virus causes loss of smell. There are no studies which prove that. But there are enough studies which prove that radiation does that, electromagnetic radiation, and also pollution, you know, pollution can actually cause some of these symptoms and signs. So, uh, so the claims are false and there's no evidence uh, forthcoming. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, these are weapons that are being launched uh, at humanity and people are dying from them. And they're using this, this virus story, this COVID-19 scam deception to claim that it's the virus that's causing it. And that is why they're doing that, because they, they, they obviously want to vaccinate the whole world. But the whole purpose of the, of the pandemic or the pandemic was to usher in the new world order, you know, to really now formalize it, usher it in, 
and implement all the policies and strategies of this new world order, of this agenda, and which is happening right now as we speak. And one of the major ones, obviously, is the vaccination agenda. Uh, but overall, it's a depopulation agenda, and also to bring in transhumanism, you know, which is a uh, uh, which is to basically make human beings transcend themselves, or that's what they say, merge you with machines to make you a better human being. And the claim is that you're going to be a better human being, a more, a more a superhuman being. But <laughs> you know, that the I always say the uh, modus operandi of diabolical diabolical minds is deception. So be very wary of what you uh, believe when, when when the words come from from diabolical minds, and these are people basically running the world and the people that they control, which is basically your governments and your mainstream media and so forth. Anyway, I have answered your question, is Wow. This is a lot to unpack. I mean, not for me. <laughs> because I've been researching this for about 10 years, give or take. But for anybody who has never heard of this stuff before, uh, with all due respect, doctor, this is going to sound crazy. I know, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and I have some questions because I want to yes. pick this apart a little, a little more. But would you mind if we take a short break? No, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. You go ahead. Okay, thank you. I'm Aziza, the host of Hot Tea. We'll be right back after a short message from our sponsors. Okay, we are back with Dr. Kirsten. So as I said before our short break, um, this is a lot to, to soak in. I want, I want to go back to this they that you speak of. Who is this they? And you mentioned magic, which a lot of people just think magic is contained in the movies for Harry Potter. Um, you know, they think of fairy dust and, you know, witches that ride on brooms. Can you break down this they in this connection with, with magic? Yeah, they are a group of people, actually, human beings, obviously, like you mentioned, but who are working with these non-human entities, and they include aristocrats, kings and queens, CEOs of major corporations, banking um, tycoons. Um, what about presidents? Finances, yes, yes, politicians, and they control, you know, um, CEOs, they control people running NGOs, running uh, globalist institutions, and so forth. So they are they, those people, those group of people, and it's not a lot of people actually. The families, it's also bloodline families. Uh, they say there's 13 bloodline families, so I won't mention names, but they are, they are there. And they are, I would say, the bloodlines coming from Babylon. Um, so are they, is, is it documented that they are connected to Babylon or that's what they believe? That they have no, no. There's, doc there's documentation, uh, but really, the people at the top of the pyramid of control are, are people you don't really see. Right. The people that you see out there in public are basically those who are controlled by those right at the top of the pyramid, which you don't really see. But ultimately, if you want to break it down, you see there's a pyramid of control. Um, so it runs just like a corporation. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, it runs like a corporation. Uh, it's a hierarchy, okay, and it's pyramids within pyramids and so forth. But from the financial perspective, you can say the pyramid of control starts from um, the city of, it's a corporate system, okay, um, the city of London Corporation. That's the financial uh, capital of the world, correct? That, yeah. Then you also have the spiritual capital, which is the Vatican, uh -huh. and the military, the military capital, you can say, which is Washington, D.C. Um, so the financial, and, and the world is really run by, is controlled through finance, through finance. So basically, most people are financial slaves. We free-range slaves, we are allowed to move around, but uh, financially, most people are enslaved through the debt-based system. And it's, it's fiat system. finance, correct? It's fiat. It's not real money. It's currency. It's not real money. It's fake money. And governments and people are all controlled you know, through this system. So it comes down from the City of London Corporation through the Bank of International Settlements, which is the central bank of central banks. They then control the central banks. And then you have the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund coming down to your... Uh, the transnational corporations who are controlled by the, those above them, those corporations above them, and the transnational corporations below them are the commercial 
banks, uh, or the commercial banks, transnational corporations, other corporations, and then government corporations controlled by those above them, like I just mentioned, and then human beings right at the bottom. Okay, but human beings are, are, are flesh and blood, and a corporation is a, a dead thing. Okay, <laughs> it's a legal fiction. Doesn't really exist. It's just a name which has been incorporated and given powers and rights and so forth. It's basically a, a diabolical system. So, so human beings are controlled, but they only control because they they have a straw man. So every human being has a straw man, a non a non human entity, which has exactly the same or very similar name to the human being. So when you're born, your parents give you a name, and your government then creates a straw man, a, a legal fiction, a corporation with a very similar name. So your strong person would be uh, maybe Mrs. Uh, Aziza and your surname. I don't know what your surname is, but that would be your straw man. So when people ask you, are you Mrs. Aziza uh, and your surname, you would automatically say, yes, excuse me. Uh, so, uh, so you would automatically say yes, because everybody believes they are their name. Okay, And I'm sure you would also believe, if I ask you, who are you? You would tell me, your name, true or false? Correct. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody says that, but that's the furthest thing from the truth because you can never be your name. You see, you're a living, breathing, flesh and blood human being, creation of God, creation of the Almighty. And name is just a label that you were given by your parents. Okay? They could have given you another name, but you would still be the same flesh and blood human being. So if you gave your name uh, uh, another, another name, you would still be the same flesh and blood human being, but you just have a different name. But everybody believes they are their name, and that's part of the deception. You can never be your name. The name is just the name. It's a symbol. It's a label. Okay. Uh, it's there to identify you. People need to identify you or to get your attention. So they call your name. Otherwise, it would be very difficult if nobody had a name. <laughs> mm. But uh, but so you're, you're, it's actually your corporate entity that's controlled through the corporate system. But because people think they are their corporate entity, uh, they create joiner with it through their signature or just saying, yes, I am, I am my name. And so that's how you are basically controlled. So, so we control through the financial system. People are also mentally controlled now, but with the coming technocracy, which you're already entering now, people are going Doctor, to be controlled. You, I'm sorry, can you tell us what a technocracy is? Technocracy is also known as a scientific dictatorship, as a control of everybody and everything through technology, advanced technology. And we, uh, China is actually the first completely, complete technocratic state, completely technocratic. So everything is controlled with technology. Uh, all the all the people they are controlled with technology. Uh, their entire lives really are controlled by technology. And then that model was perfected in China. You can say perfected and perfected, but it's been well uh, tried and tested there. The pilot project, and now it's being rolled out into other countries around the world. And the new world order is about technocracy, controlling everybody and everything with technology. And in fact, the vaccine is about technocracy also. It's technology that's going to be controlled. They're going to control you. Uh, with technology through this vaccine, but we can talk about that, you know, maybe also. So, uh, yeah, so that's a pyramid of control, and these people in right at the very top, obviously, it, it has to be Iblis, you know, <laughs> Satan himself controlling everything, but we also have an entity called Dajjal, uh, which is the, the Antichrist. Antichrist, the Antichrist, right. okay, in Islam it's Dajjal, Dajjal, which is the false messiah. Okay, the false messiah. That is why you'll find everything in the world today is actually fake. You know, it's about deception. Everything is deception because false Masih ad Dajjal means false, the false messiah. So it's really deception. It's about everything. Everything literally is false. And in fact, the overarching agenda of the new world order is the artificial agenda to make everything synthetic. So even transhumanism is, is an attempt to make a human being a synthetic human being. So your money is fake, your education system is fake, your healthcare system is fake. That's why I got out of allopathic medicine. Uh, literally everything, I mean, I think governments are fake. In fact, governments are actually impossible, um, the way they are structured. Um, so everything is fake. And there's a whole agenda, which is the new world order, to basically make everything fake. And you're gonna, they're going to remove you know, natural medicines from the system, which is happening right now. You won't be allowed to eat you know, no natural products. There's a, it's a, what's coming is serious dystopia, which most people are unaware of. But if they go to the Global uh, World Economic Forum website and read the, the Great Reset, uh, what, is, what has been planned, and then they will understand what I'm talking about. And I think then they, will, they won't call me a conspiracy theorist anymore. Um, because it's all laid out, you know, what is planned. 
and it's not it's not something that any normal human being can actually live in that kind of world. It's completely impossible. Um, but anyway, so the, the, they are these people working with the jinn and using various systems to basically uh, take over control of the world. In fact, the globalist beast travels along four roads, really. Okay, and it's the academic road. I'm sorry, the corporate road, the academic road, the political road, and the road of organized religion. So basically, that's why the, the, those are the four roads that the globalist beast travels along as it unfolds its agenda towards completion. So the corporation, the corporate sector will set the goals of the new agenda, a new world order, okay, the globalist agenda. They will set the goals, these massive transnational corporations. And then academia will basically write white papers and these pa whatever papers they write to basically uh, validate, you know, and confirm that these goals are necessary, okay, we should be doing these things. And then uh, politicians will then enact these laws to make sure that you know these goals are achieved. So you'll have laws there being passed. And then uh, organized religion will be brought into play because if literally everybody belongs to some kind of organized religion. And then once you control the religion, then basically everything comes together because then the people buy into the agenda. Whatever the leaders say, the religious say, basically nobody argues with that, nobody questions that. And that's how they reach their goals and they're almost there they almost you know the plan has almost uh, come together completely and unless we have divine intervention you know uh, children have no future adults have no future and maybe sounding dystopian but uh, that's exactly what is being planned and uh, people can't see that you know there's not much i can do or anybody else can do about that unfortunately yeah. so all of this is just doom and gloom well, as I said, unless the Almighty intervenes and stops the plan, you know, then it's no longer doom and doom. <laughs> right. But that's not up to me. That's up to the Almighty. As I say, the Almighty's plan is the best of plans. And we plan and you plan and I plan and we all plan. But God's plan is the best plan. And we hope God's plan is to stop this evil. Mm. But he knows best, you know, I'm not, I can't tell God what to do. But I'm just telling you what these evil minds are planning and have planned and have achieved and plan to achieve. In the future so basically that's basically what i'm doing right now and it's not what i'm saying what they're telling us that they what they're going to do in, in clear in clear language it means there's no ambiguity about it they may quote it in nice language you know sustainable development green economy we gotta we gotta stop global warming all this but you know as i said the modus operandi of diabolical minds is deception so if you are unable to read between the lines then it's difficult to understand what they're saying but uh, not really that difficult. You just got to apply your mind and you'll see basically what they want to achieve. Yeah. Two things. And because I, I see that's what the issue is with the majority of people who don't understand these things. Um, as I stated earlier, you know, it's, it sounds crazy. It sounds implausible. Even though all of this kind of stuff is laid out in movies, it's laid out in literature. There's been all kinds of dystopian novels and movies that have been out over the past, you know, 40, 50 years. So how does one get from the point to in a state of cognitive slumber to an awakening to see the world for what it really is? How, how does one get there? Uh, like I said, you gotta, whenever you want to solve a problem, um, and my work is, is, is what I call root cause medicine, so you can never solve a problem if you don't understand the root cause of the problem. So if you're trying to solve a problem in the physical world, and you don't know what's causing the problem, you're never going to solve the problem. It may seem as if you're solving the problem, but you're not really solving the problem if the, if the cause is still there. So allopathic medicine doesn't look at the root cause of a person or a patient's problem. They just sort of give you medication to plaster over the problem, uh, uh, to make as if the problem has been solved. You, you relieve the symptoms, and then the patient thinks the problem has gone away and they're feeling they better. But they, they they get to have a relapse or the problem just never goes away you know, and they become a chronically ill patient. That's the, that's the best model. That's the allopathic model. But you want to find out what's the root cause of the problem. And unfortunately, as I said earlier on, the root cause of the world's problems is actually the human mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> people themselves are the problem. <laughs> because they have allowed themselves to be mind controlled. So you must understand how your mind works. That's the first thing. You must understand the subconscious mind, okay? One of my programs that I offer through my institute is Subconscious Mind Academy. We actually teach people how their minds work. 
Because without understanding how your mind works, it's going to be controlled by those who do understand how it works and have nefarious motives, okay? Which is basically what we're dealing with right now. There are evil people out there who basically have seriously evil agendas, okay, and goals. And they have controlled the mind of humanity um, to such a degree that humanity is actually helping them achieve their goals, okay? So humanity is involved in a self-destructive uh, exercise right now. And so we need to understand how mind works, the psychological operations that are, that are deployed against the mind and do your best that you can to protect your mind. In fact, the Bible says, I think, protect your heart because from it flows all the issues of life. Uh, I, I don't know which, which, which chapter of the Bible, but I know it. I think it comes from the Bible, which is true. You know, if you don't protect your subconscious and the heart is a big part of the subconscious, then uh, you're in big trouble because um, your life is you're going to be behaving in a way that's not conducive to your own well-being and the well-being of your family and community, but it's going to be conducive to the goals of those controlling you, which is basically to control you and kill you, literally to kill you also. That's part of the depopulation agenda. They don't it's a, it's a slow you. kill, right? It's not. A lot of it is a slow kill. The, the quick kills happen with maybe wars and that. You know, people get killed very quickly, obviously, in a war situation. But to a large degree, it's a slow kill. You don't even know you're being killed, you know? So uh, I have a question then, about the killing. Are yeah. those, uh, like when you see these mass yeah. situations, like wars, for example, or uh, certain quote-unquote terror events, are those rituals? It could well be, yeah. yeah. People are, you know, they're mind controlled and they're triggered. Um, because look, uh, a lot of this comes from fracturing of people's minds, you know, and then controlling different aspects of the mind that have been fractured. So, you know, mind control in the past used to be a lot to do with torture, giving people drugs and so forth, and then fracturing their minds and then controlling their minds again. But nowadays, you know, it comes with these directed energy weapons, electromagnetic weapons, which is happening right now. People's minds are being controlled in a different way today. Um, and so you get people under mind control and then they can be triggered remotely even, and then they just go on this killing spree. You know? Manchurian candidates. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's actually really serious stuff happening, and uh, what can you do? We're just living in, in an evil world, unfortunately. How do you... So say someone knows all of this information, and they're feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, like, what, what can I do? There's nothing I can do. And they become depressed because they just feel they're stuck in this state. How do you live in a world, but not be of that world? Well, look, the thing is, um, the Almighty has sent us the instruction manual. Okay, that's really the salvation for humanity. Okay, so if I, you know, cell phone manufacturers, they manufacture cell phones, right? So if you go and buy a cell phone, and you take the box, you say thank you, you go home, you open the box, you take the cell phone out and you start dialing and nothing happens. Now you start getting angry and you start getting really angry at the guy who sold you the phone and you say, this guy sold me a, a flawed phone, a faulty phone, junk phone, and you start getting angry with your family and say, look, this phone doesn't work and you start getting really mad, you know. But what did you do wrong, Aziza? What did you do wrong? I didn't read the manual. We didn't read the instruction <laughs> manual, right? <laughs> And so you, you suddenly, some thought comes to mind and say, oh my gosh, I was reading instruction manual. So you take out the manual, you read the manual, you follow the instructions, and then you dial in the phone, read and say, hey, this phone is working, right? So who can, who is the best person to write that instruction manual? Who knows best how that phone works? He is in fact, the manufacturer, they designed it, came from their minds, you know, and they manufactured, they designed it, manufactured it, and say, okay, this is how it works. Follow these instructions and the phone will work perfectly well. So the Almighty created us, right? So he knows exactly how we work. He sent down the manual, right? But the problem is nobody's reading the manual. Very few are and following the instructions. Everything's going wrong and pear-shaped. And people are, you know, depressed and sad and uh, killing each other. And uh, they're wondering what the heck is happening. And somebody asked me the other day, he said, uh, why is God so evil? And I said, but, it, you know, pardon my response, but it's not going to be very polite. Uh, but I just have to say this, but uh, the question I want to ask you before I answer your question is, uh, why are you so stupid? And then I apologize. I said, I just, I just had to say that. He said, well, why, why are you calling me stupid? I said, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying, why are you so stupid to ask such a question? He said, what do you mean? 
I said, look, the Almighty created you. He sent down the manual. He told you what to do. But you didn't read the manual. So why are you calling God evil? Why don't you say, uh, why, am I, why am I so stupid for not reading the manual? Or arrogant. <laughs> or arrogant also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better word. <laughs> but I said, look, I'm, just, I'm being facetious in a sense. I'm not trying to be, you know, insult you or anything. I'm just trying to make a point in, in a very harsh way. Because people are saying, why is God so evil when God has sent the instruction manual, you know, and we're not following it. Uh, then we're saying, why is God so evil? But why are we saying, why are we, like you say, so arrogant? Or why are we so stupid? Why are we ignoring the instruction manual and saying the cell phones aren't working? So we create economic systems, we create healthcare systems, we create education systems, which are not functional, which don't work. And uh, then we say, you know, why is God so evil? But we're creating the systems which is creating this evil, uh, causing the world, the world to be in the mess that it is. And uh, then we blame somebody else, but except ourselves. <laughs> so you got to understand how the mind works, what beliefs are, what perceptions are, you know, how the heart affects the brain, you know, you got to un understand all of these things, the spiritual heart, brain, heart, brain coherence, the human bio information energy field, how it all tied together, how beliefs inform perceptions, you know, and then how that generates behavior, how thoughts happen, you know, how what chronic stress is all about. And then once you understand all these things, and then you then you'll be able to to a large degree handle what's coming at you. Um, and you won't be fearful of what you see in the world today, because really fear-based mind control is the way that humanity is basically controlled through fear-based mind control. Absolutely. Okay? You see it with COVID. And, yeah, absolutely. So so perceptions are created, it's called perception management or perceptions are managed. But the Almighty Day, the instruction manual said. Fear only me. Now, if you follow that instruction, then you wouldn't fear a virus that you haven't even seen, or you wouldn't fear your government, which doesn't actually exist, it's just a corporation. <laughs> or you wouldn't fear, you know, the policeman who's just a human being like you. You would only fear God because that was the instruction, or that is the instruction, which is to fear only me, which is God Himself, right? He's Almighty. Almighty means almighty, <laughs> nothing mightier than the Almighty. Okay. But we don't read the instruction manual. And so now we fear everything else and we get depressed and scared and commit suicide and do all these weird things because we forgot to read the instruction manual. So what can I say, Aziza? <laughs> anyway. I have um, one more question before we wrap up for today and then we'll come back, uh, sure. God willing, whenever your schedule permits for another part to this. But what do you say to someone who says, well, you know, this is just your opinions. You don't have any proof of this. You're just a conspiracy theorist. You know, there's there's uh, logical explanations for all of this. What What is your response to that? Well, first of all, if anybody makes a claim, the first thing you must ask them to do is to uh, provide to produce irrefutable evidence. Okay. So if anybody says a virus is causing a disease, then you must say, can you produce irrefutable evidence for the existence of the virus in the first place? Okay, <laughs> that's the root cause. You're saying the virus is the root cause. So I would say, okay, provide irrefutable evidence for the existence of the virus. Which that's a good question, done. Dr. Kirsten, because yeah, sure. what you just said, people will say, well, there is proof. I mean, we're all wearing masks. Look at the statistics of everyone <laughs> who's died. Look at the, the experts. We won't say their names who have come mm -hmm. forward with X, Y, and Z. Look at all the accounts of the celebrities who've come down the virus, so on and so forth. So what would you say to that? I would say, show me evidence of the virus. Can you show it to me? But, but <laughs> Dr. Kirsten, we've seen pictures of it on the news. They have that animated character of the virus. Is that not substantial That's enough? Not no, <laughs> I said, show me evidence of the virus, okay? Which nobody's done. They've done PCR tests, which is not evidence for the virus. And in fact, the inventor of the PCR test himself said, do not use this test to make a diagnosis. But they're doing that. That in, that in itself tells you that we're dealing here with people who are not authentic. People are lying and deceit, deceitful. But I that thought in the PCR test you. was the gold standard. No, that's not the gold standard at all. <laughs> Definitely not the gold standard. And neither antibody tests or no symptoms. And those are the three things they're using to diagnose uh, COVID-19 symptoms, PCR and antibodies. And even on the CDC website itself, it says 
we do not recommend, the FDA does not recommend the use of antibody testing to diagnose COVID-19. Well, Dr. Kirsten, saying that. Dr. Kirsten <laughs> that, that's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people have loved ones that have uh, fallen sick with COVID or they know people who know people who passed away from it. How do you yeah. explain that? I know a lot of people who've died. I've been a doctor for many, many years. There are many causes of death. I can label every cause death from COVID-19 because I'm a doctor and people will believe me. But if I don't have the evidence for that, so you can label any death a COVID death, doesn't mean to say that was the cause of death, regardless of who said it was the cause. You must prove that that virus actually caused that person's death, which nobody's done, nobody. It's easy to say something like I say, but to provide the irrefutable evidence, that's another story altogether. And nobody's providing irrefutable evidence that a virus called SARS-CoV-2 actually exists and is causing a disease, a disease called COVID-19. This is the major deception that we're dealing with. And the Dr. reason Kirsten, for this is to bring in bring in the new world order. <laughs> how, how, how dare you? How dare you question the official narrative? <laughs> well, I'm following the instruction manual which says, you know, Produce your evidence if you are truthful. If anybody makes a claim, the instruction manual says, ask that person to produce their evidence if they are truthful. I'm just following the instruction manual. <laughs> That's you, what I'm doing. Do you really believe that mm -hmm. COVID was a part of some global conspiracy, Dr. I don't, Dr. I don't believe it. All the evidence points towards the fact that that's exactly what it is. And what's the evidence for people who, <laughs> who need to be validated in that way? Well, if you look how long this thing has been planned, what they've told you before it even actually happened, the lock, the lockstep scenario, lockstep narrative that was described in the Rockefeller report, the uh, event 201, and even way before that, you know, the, they've been telling you what's going to be happening in the future regarding a global pandemic. So all they've been telling you these things, they haven't produced irrefutable evidence for the existence of a virus. And um, so if you can't come to, you can't deduce from that, then, you know, there's something wrong with your thinking. Okay. So you're Unless saying all of this information is verifiable? Which information about the, the narrative, lockstep narrative and all of that? about uh, this, you know, Operation Lockstep, uh, Global Reset, Event 2-1, all this is verifiable, correct? Absolutely. It's all out there. It's all out there. And then you have the Global Reset, written a book written by uh, Klaus uh, Schwab, who started the World Economic Forum way back in the 70s, I think it was. And he wrote a book called The uh, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Um, they have had, they've planned this thing for many decades now. It's not something that uh, just happened randomly or sporadically. It's, it's been a plan, that's what's called a pandemic. It's, it's been planned for, for a long time. And they put out publications there to tell you about this, what's going to happen in the future. A, a real genuine pandemic happens spontaneously. Nobody can predict what's going to happen. And when they tell you a second wave is coming, how do they know that? That in itself should tell you, how do these people know that? Well, Dr. Kirsten, because the numbers. Well, the numbers mean they have, nothing. They have their algorithms. Uh, well, that's AI, you know. The, what do they say? Junk in, junk out. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> but coming back to the conspiracy theory uh, accusation, uh, um, now a lot of people they accuse others of being conspiracy theorists, but uh, a lot of them don't even know what a conspiracy is. Okay, so whenever I come across somebody who says, ah, Dr. Pierce is a conspiracy theorist, the first thing I ask them is, do you know what a conspiracy is? And believe it or not, a lot of people don't actually know what a conspiracy is, which is really a plan to do harm. Okay, they say it's Two people planning. I think you can plan within your own mind. You can you conspire by yourself. But usually, the definition is two people or two or more people planning to cause harm. You know. Um, so, so when anybody says that, I say, do you know what a conspiracy is? And if they say yes, and I say, do you know what a theory is? And you know what a fact is? Do you know that a theory is not a fact? Um, and oftentimes, a lot of people will be surprised. I know the difference between a theory and a fact. Okay. <laughs> now. I would ask the person, do you know the facts about a conspiracy, the globalist agenda, the new world order, you know it's a conspiracy, do you know the facts about it, have you researched it, I mean it's, it's a huge subject, but have you done some basic research on it? And if the person says no, if that person is accusing you of being a conspiracy theorist, then obviously that person has to be, there must be something wrong with their mind, because you don't know anything about a subject, but you're accusing somebody of being a conspiracy theorist regarding that. That subject, you know, that that's just retarded. <laughs> you can't really talk to that person. They're just an ignorant person who doesn't really know what they're talking about. 
So that's a conspiracy ignoramus, somebody who knows is ignorant about a conspiracy. Then if the person says, yes, I do know the facts about the New World Order conspiracy, then I say, really, you do? You know the facts about the globalist agenda? And I say, yes. So I said, fine. So, so, so are you saying then that uh, you are ignoring the facts? And then they would just go silent. So for me, then I would tell that person, you see a conspiracy ignoramus, that's a person who ignores the facts, is somebody who, who accuses a conspiracy factus, or somebody who knows the facts about a conspiracy, or a conspiracy realist who knows the reality about a conspiracy. So a conspiracy ignoramus is, is somebody who accuses a conspiracy factus of being a conspiracy theorist. Okay. So if you know the facts, but you, and a lot of people are ignoring the facts, they, there are people who know the facts, but they choose to ignore it because it's more convenient to be in your comfort zone, to just put your head in the sand and just deny the truth. There are people like that, okay? And those are what I call conspiracy ignoramuses, okay? You're an ignorant person, you're ignoring the facts. So if you're accusing me of being a conspiracy theorist, then, you, then I say you are a conspiracy ignoramus. Obviously, a conspiracy ignoramus is somebody's ignorant about the facts, so you can't even talk to that person. Maybe there's, there's some kind of mental retardation there. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, you know. So that's my response to people accusing me of being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I think this is a good place to end for today, so we can pick it up again. Uh, thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate it. You are most welcome, Aziza. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Because you just have, you know, a vast array of knowledge. And there was stuff that I wanted to talk about that we didn't even get to because just this alone is so, it's, it's entangled. There's just so much going on. So. Yeah, it's all connected. It's all connected. But uh, you must be able to see the connections, you know, how, they, how, they, how the dots connect. Um, and I've been trying to do that for many years, and so, you know, but there's lots more, more research to do, and nobody knows everything, but we can just try. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. But, All right, thank you so much, Dr. Kirsten. And you're most welcome. You're, mo you're most welcome. Thank you, Aziza. All of you guys. Assalamualaikum. If you like what you've just heard, Subscribe to tune in weekly for new episodes. You have something to say, or would you like to be featured as a guest? Shoot me an email at hottwithaziza at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at hot underscore t underscore aziza. Until next time, be blessed and be well. <laughs>